You're listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. This is the local music show. We are going to have a conversation with Dr. Pete Larson, who is a local musician, but he's also an epidemiologist. And we're going to talk to him about the current state of the COVID pandemic here in Michigan. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Pete Larson. Hey, how you doing? I'm, good do- I'm doing pretty good. How about you? You know, I'm doing so good. It's sunny out. It's warm. It's not cold. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's the it's like our perfect week of weather here in Michigan. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. So I wanted to follow up with you you know we had a conversation about the covid pandemic back in uh august i just wanted to follow up with you about the situation now uh what just to start off with what what do people in michigan need to understand about the situation right now they need to understand that it's extremely dire um we have about a little bit less than 30% of the adult population is vaccinated right now. We've had already 726,000 cases of COVID in the state right now. And that basically accounts for like like roughly a third of, of our population, if not more. Yet despite that, we have one of the highest daily case incidence numbers in the nation right now. Um, we're number two um, at this point. And I think that we all need to be extremely concerned that we have this large section of the population who uh, has some level of immunity to COVID and so theoretically should not be being infected. Um, But there's still enough people that have no resistance to it that are being infected every single day. And as a result of that, what we're seeing is that deaths are rising um, in hospitals right now um, because when cases go up, deaths are always followed about you know about three or four weeks later. And so we're seeing the same pattern that we saw in about the end of October, beginning of November of last year, right before we saw this giant peak of cases and deaths um, going on in, in late November and, and December through January. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, we are set to repeat that pattern, if not, um, if not beat it, um, not that it's a competition. So... I think that, like, people in Michigan need to really, really take this seriously. Um, it's not going to go away tomorrow. Um, we're not, like, in, you know, we, we haven't beat this. Um, we are basically set to, to see a, a, a massive third wave that could rival the first two, and that's extremely scary to me. So what, what is the, what's the path forward? Ideally. The path forward right now is everybody should be doing what they were doing, um, like like last in late summer last year. We successfully got cases down um, during August of last year. You know, spring and summer we were really good about staying inside, not going out, not having gatherings, and all that. And we got cases down. It worked. We didn't have a vaccine back then, but we still got transmission down. And we need to do that again. Being vaccinated is not going to be enough. It's just not enough. There's enough people out there that are not vaccinated. So what? So what do you say to people who are like, "Well, I got vaccinated. So what does I it matter to me if I go out and do stuff?" They're extremely naive. I mean, first, 
it's not entirely well known um, whether, I mean, it's, it's unlikely that a person who is vaccinated that, that, that gets infected um, can, you know, infect to a serious degree. It's unlikely, but it's still unknown. We don't know that for sure. But the whole problem with that thinking is, is that, yes, you may be vaccinated. I might be vaccinated. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to have a barbecue at my place. It's going to be awesome. I'm vaccinated. It's cool. But there could be like four other people who are not. And you don't know who those people are. And so you're putting people at risk by like, you know, being cavalier about it, saying, well, I'm vaccinated, so it's cool. You know, but when you go out, you attract other people to come. Like, they come, too. You're creating opportunities for unvaccinated people to hang out and potentially transmit. And it doesn't matter if you're white. It doesn't matter if you're, like, you know, a 30-year-old dude in Ann Arbor. None of these things matter. COVID doesn't care about that. Like, all, any, any person has an extended network of people that can include all kinds of people, like, like you know, that, that, you know, from all over the state, from anywhere. You know, you can't just assume, you know, that, that you have some level of safety, you know, based on, on what you see just around you. So I don't know. You know, I'm obviously like, you know, I sound infuriated, by it, but I am. Because I think people are just really naive about this and thinking that, like, you know, they have, you know, a false, they have a false sense of security. Yeah, it seems that way. So I think, I'm sorry, I, I think I cut you off, but... So no, cool. I had asked you, uh, so what is the path forward? Okay. We're going to go back there? Yeah. Okay, no problem. So the path forward right now is that we need to do what we were doing last spring and last summer, and that's staying at home, not going out, wearing your mask when you are out, limiting your, 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 your travel outside your home to essential trips only, um, and, and not having gatherings, even at home, even outside. That's what we need to be doing. We got cases down back last summer to a negligible level by being proactive about doing it. We did not have a vaccine back then, and we still did it. So what? why is it so bad right now? It's bad because people have decided that it's over, and, and they're doing things like, you know, having parties, like, you know, hanging out, you know, like, like acting like nothing's going on. Um, that's the explanation. It's real simple. You know, people are gathering in large numbers. They're not wearing masks. They're just sort of doing what they would normally do before the pandemic. And I'm sure, you know, that's obviously fun, and we all want to do that. But, I mean, obviously it's having pretty serious effects. Um, We're seeing case numbers go up every single day. About 10,000 people are being infected every single day right now. And what, what role are the new variants? playing uh like the b117 variant is highly infectious that's the so-called british one yeah it's highly infectious um it's there's not a whole lot of evidence that it causes more severe disease than than you know so-called normal covid um but the it's it's infectious so if you have it you end up infecting more people and they end up infecting more people as well so what you'll see is cases go up very, very quickly. Are there extra precautions that people should be taking for the more contagious variant? No. Well, you know, the extra precautions should be that, that everyone stays home um, and, you know, doesn't, doesn't 
doesn't have have gatherings of people. Um, but in terms of your day-to-day, you know, protection, you know, wearing masks, you know, doing all the normal things is, is sufficient about the best you can do. I've been reading that the there's a lot higher cases in kids right now. Yeah, that's one thing we're seeing um, is that younger and younger people are starting to get 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 uh, have symptomatic uh, disease, um, and that could be because of the variants for sure. There could be something changing, um, and also among hospitalizations, the, the average age of the of person people hospitalized is getting younger and younger. And and we don't know why that is. It could be because of the variants. It also could just be because contact patterns between people, you know, younger demographics of people are starting to gather in larger numbers more frequently. Yeah, that that makes sense. You might be able to answer this question, but I felt like a big part of why we were able to get the numbers down was that the state shut things down. And now things are open, and maybe the governor doesn't, no longer has the power to shut things down. Is that correct? Do you know? Yeah, it's, it's correct. Her, her ability to issue emergency orders, um, you know, for for COVID are are limited right now. Um, you know, she could do it anyway and try and contest it in court, um, but obviously that would be a lengthy process, and she would she would pay politically for it. I mean, the the Republicans have her set up. You know, like she she's she's sort of. Um, you know, she'll get hurt politically if she does something. She gets hurt politically if she does. Yeah. So, what do you what do you think her best hope is? Just to incur- just hope everyone does the right thing. Um, that's that's about all we can hope for right now. Um, you know, I mean, you know, that's we just have to take this take this seriously, everyone. And I also wanted to ask you about reaching peak vaccination and w- what what that means and what its implications are well with with a pathogen as infectious as COVID-19 you know you hope that we could reach you know 70 or 80 percent vaccination level this year and getting it up to that number as soon as possible would would be very good Um, it's unknown of what actual percentage is required to stop transmission completely um, but I think we all have to prepare. Well, we should all be getting out, out there getting vaccinated. Everyone who can be vaccinated should be getting vaccinated right now, for sure. Um, but we should all have prepare um, to, you know, have to get booster shots, um, you know, probably on a yearly basis um, because transmission is still going to be occurring next year. Um, will it be as bad? We hope not. I hope not. Also. Yeah. So to answer your question, I mean, you know, we hope for 70, 80 percent. If we get that, we can we can we can contain um, regular transmission. So pretty much we expect that this is my understanding. And mm. I'm wondering if this is correct. Pretty much we expect that everyone that wants to be vaccinated will be getting vaccinated in the few the next few months. Right. And then there's the unknown percentage of the population that doesn't want to or can't be vaccinated. Yeah, I think we're going to hit, start hitting, you know, peak vaccination pretty soon. Um, I think, you know, right now, like there's lots of demand for vaccinations because, you know, it's all people like you and me, you know, that, that, that want to get vaccinated because it's the right thing to do. Um, but, you know, after we burn through, 
you know, that sector of the population is sort of an unknown, you know. I mean, we hope to get up to 70%. You know, I'm optimistic that we'll get past 50%. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, you know, like people, people are complicated. Yeah, people, people have complicated feelings about it. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, a lot of a lot of people have you know have concerns, and that that's perfectly right to be concerned. Um, you know, it's a medical procedure, and and everyone wants to be informed, you know, and reassured, you know, that that procedure is safe. Um, but I'm here saying that that you know any of these vaccines are safe. Um, yes, you know, you do hear in the news about you know incidents of, of clotting. Um, for the Johnson and Johnson and the AstraZeneca vaccines, um, but understand that 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 we don't actually know if the vaccines are responsible for those clotting incidents, and also understand that those are a handful of people out of millions of people who've been vaccinated. Your risk of an adverse event from any of these vaccines is much lower than, for example, the risk of clotting for birth control pills. Your risk of clotting for birth control pills is about 1 in 3,000. It's very high. With uh, these COVID vaccines, we're talking about 1 in a billion. So, I mean, yes, certainly everyone should be concerned, um, but understand that this is, you know, this, this, is, this is much safer than, than, than regular medications that you take. And it's also your your risk of having any adverse effect from the vaccine is also much lower than your risk of getting COVID, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, if, if, if you get COVID, you know, your chance of being hospitalized, you know, about one in a thousand. That's extremely high. I really don't want to take that risk. And, you know, if you get hospitalized, you know, your chance of being put, in, put into an ICU are about 25%. You know, like, and, and, and if you get put into an ICU, you're sick enough that when you come out of the hospital, if you live, when you come out of the hospital, you're not going to be 100%. You're going to be dealing with months, you know, years, a lifetime of, of compromised health. And, you know, honestly, like, I just, I won't take that risk. Like, that's, life is too, too precious to, 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 to take that kind of risk. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I will say, you know, I'm so grateful to have gotten my vaccine. I got the Moderna one, and uh, I got it at the TCF Center in Detroit. It's very efficient. Nice. Uh, my second one, I did feel pretty sick for a day, but it only lasted a day, and then I was fine. I mean, like, realistically, a hangover is worse than the side effects of this vaccine. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly speaking, how many times has everyone that's listening to the radio show gone out, you know, drank a bunch of beer, you know, maybe over a week or whatever, and woke up with a, with a pounding hangover? I mean, the, the vaccine side effects are so, are, are I mean, yes, you're going to feel like crap, you know, for maybe a couple days, you know, but, but it's better than, you know, getting sick with COVID. Yeah, and also... Some people don't even feel feel bad. I I, I just slept. It was great. I yeah. mean, I, you know, I take that vaccine every day if it like meant that I could sleep twenty hours on a weekend. Do you think that this pause in the Johnson and Johnson vaccine is going to disrupt 
the whole process very much? Yeah, I'm very concerned about it. Um, you know, any 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 cut in supply um, of vaccines um, is 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 going to be um, is going to mean this 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 pandemic it gets drawn out longer. I'm very concerned. And what what would be the best outcome of that? That they just decide it's safe enough to keep to continue with it. I mean, I think that's what's going to happen. The CDC is being cautious um, because it has a sort of a political tightrope, you know, to walk. Um, and, uh, you know, that's understandable. And also, like, you know, they, they want to be able to confidently say, you know, that, that the vaccine is safe, that these cases of clotting were found here in the United States, you know, did not have anything to do with the vaccine. I mean, that's possible, you know, or if they did have something to do with the vaccine, They'd like to know why and be able to identify patients that might be a risk for them. Yeah, that makes sense. Our, so there's, I know the, you know, so-called British variant. Uh, what, there's a couple other ones too, right? Is there, what do, what do we know about them? Or is there anything particular people should be aware of in regards to them? Um, well, like coronavirus, um, COVID-19, um, similar to, to influenza, uh, is, it, it's, uh, I mean, it changes quickly. It will mutate quickly. And so we should expect, you know, with intense transmission, that, 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 that there, many of these variants will appear very quickly. And in the best case, some of these variants are transmissible but could just cause um, um, less severe disease. That's what we hope for, you know. Um, in the worst case, you know, they become highly transmissible and cause worse. Um, there's lots of that's unknown about these variants. Um, we're seeing, like, B117 is, is more infectious. We get more cases coming out of every case. Um, there is, like, the South African variant that that's, uh, sort of bypasses the, uh, I think it's the Pfizer vaccine, if I'm correct. Don't quote me on that. Um, but, and, and that causes a problem for vaccination efforts, for sure. Um, but there's a lot of unknowns right now. And this is why, you know, we've got to get transmission down to a manageable level to prevent uh, variants from appearing like they are. The more transmission you have, the more likely you're going to develop variants. Thank you. Many months of the pandemic, I was, like, wiping down my groceries and stuff. And then, no, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that, right? No, no. It's a uh, tr- Surface transmission is, is negligible with COVID-19. So just wear, wear your masks. Yeah, wear your mask. You know, don't touch people. I mean, I mean, I know that's, that's bleak and dire. And, you know, I, I get it, too. Um, yeah, wear your mask. Limit your contact with people. Uh, if, if you are vaccinated, you know, like, you know, make sure that, that if you are going to gather with people, make sure that you're gathering with people you absolutely know are vaccinated. And, and, you know, ask them to keep their unvaccinated friends away, which I know is sad. Um, but, you know, that's, that's the compromise is, is, you know, vaccinated people can hang out with each other. Yeah, that it, it is sad, but, uh, you know, it's all, all the more reason to, to get vaccinated. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, the only way we're going to stop this is by being proactive. And, and everyone has to contribute. And, you know... This, 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 this disease, this pathogen, you know, it's going to take advantage of every 
of weakness in our behavior. And the more opportunities we give it, the more the, the transmission will be. So, something like youth sports seems like that should That's not be happening. Idea. Terrible idea. Like youth sports, you know, live musical events, you know, which which bums me out because I'm a musician. I like yeah. to play music, but you know, I, I like. You know, having, having, having a show even outside, I mean, you don't know who's coming, and you don't want to exclude anybody, but it's, it's like, you know, the more, like, if you have an event, yes, there's going to be a bunch of vaccinated people there, and there's going to be people wearing masks, but there's going to be a lot of people there who aren't vaccinated, especially among younger people. And, you know, when people start drinking, they get loose, and, you know, that's when transmission will happen. I hate to say it, but... We just can't, you know, for the duration, I, it's just not, it just should not happen. We shouldn't have live musical events. I hate saying that, I hate saying that, but it's true. Everybody's using the same bathroom. I mean, you know, like, you know, it's it's, it's a sort of misleading to say it's outside. You know, not everyone's spending all their time outside. You know, there's people hanging out in the kitchen, you know, people hanging out around the bathroom, you know. You know, people going from table to table without masks on. Another question I've had this whole time is bathrooms, transmission in regards to bathrooms. I mean, it seems like there would be some. Yeah, if you get, you know, people, you know, it's a closed environment. I mean, bathrooms usually don't have, you know, very good sort of open air ventilation, you know, just because, you know, we don't want people looking in the bathroom. You know, it's got walls, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you tend to have people, you know, especially in a bar, like waiting, especially in the, you know, the men's room, waiting for a toilet in the bathroom, you know, and that's the, that's the kind of places where transmission will occur. Do you have any more thoughts on what the timeline of, like, when music might happen again? I'm hoping late summer. I'm really hoping. But April, May, April, May beginning of June, I, I really would wouldn't count it's not a good idea yeah i was yeah i was thinking it seemed like maybe in the fall but then things are so bad again i don't know i'm i'm I'm, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic you know that 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 by late summer you know there might might be possible again all right well that's that's good to know that's something to keep us going yeah uh any is there anything else you feel like people should understand or know about what's happening right um, now? I have a new record up for pre-order on Bandcamp, Dr. Pete Larson and his Cytotoxic Yatiti Band uh, with Fred Thomas and Dave Sharp and Mike List on it. And we're playing crazy liar synth music. That's coming out on my label, Doggeretti Records. Um, I've also got a new record from my liar teacher in Kenya that we is a benefit record we raised up you know money to build him a new house um, so that he can have a new place to live and, and give lessons and keep music alive you know music's happening here so I want everybody to know about that yeah <laughs> thank you I, I, I was gonna ask you about that after the after the COVID <laughs> portion of the interview what what's your mentor's name again Oduwo Okay, and the the record is called... Where I Go, I Am There. And it's a collection of recordings I did on a cell phone. 
uh, when I was in Nairobi during our lesson. Right on. What's the Dr. Pete Larson of Sciotoxic Natiti band record called again? It's called Dambala, which is a, a Haitian goddess of knowledge. I played the the track that is up on your band camp. I think it's called Nyagueno. I've played a couple times on the show. Nice. Thank you very much. Yeah, of course. Sounds great. I uh, can't can't yeah. wait for the record, and I can't wait to see you play again. I'm Likewise. on the other side of all of this. Likewise. I can't wait to play together again. I know. Me, I I also can't wait to play together. I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna cry when it happens. I'll probably cry. Yeah. Is there? Do you have Do you have any final words about COVID? COVID stuff. Um, you know we're all in this together. You know, don't like you know we all got to do our best. It's, it's it's painful, but it's all gonna be over at some point. So you know, just hold on a little bit longer. Do your part. Yeah, your part for for the health of everyone. Thank you. Uh, one more question: what What are you listening to to get you through this time? Um, right now, today, I was just going through listening to the discography of, of Graham Central Station, Larry Graham's funk band from the seventies. The inventor of slap. Oh, whoa! That stuff is sick. Oh my god. Yeah, so it's like you know, marveling at his 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 his, his, his amazing bass. Yeah, I love his bass playing uh, on the Sly and the Family Stone records. I haven't really checked out the Grand Central Station <laughs> records though. I mean, it's a little bit hit or miss, you know, but the hits are are, are really really good. So, yeah, that's that, that's what I was checking out today. Um, outside of that, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, everything, you know, checking out, you know. A lot of, lot of, lot of going. I always go through Alice Coltrane, her discography. Nice. You know, that's like you know spiritual music, like sort of designed to keep you sort of at peace with you know whatever challenging situation you have. Yeah, I definitely uh, turn to her music when I'm trying to feel at peace or like things are going to be okay. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. New Mahmoud Ghania record, really good. That record they put on the hive mind. I've been, he is a Gimbri player. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've, I've been wanting to check that out. Yeah, it's great stuff. Been listening to that a lot. This has been a good year for, for, for music discovery. Right on. For me. All right, well, thanks so much, Pete. Cool. Thanks, Shelly. Uh, this is great. Yeah, it's good. It's good to talk to you. Uh, I am very much looking forward to playing together. Me too. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us here, and uh, you know, you mentioned your upcoming album called Dambala, and we're going to listen to a track from it. It's called Niagueno here on WCBN FM, Ann Arbor.
That was Dr. Pete Larson and his cytotoxic Nyatiti band with Nyagueno from their upcoming album Dambala. And now we are going to travel back in time to May 2013 and listen to a live set by Justin Walter. It's from May 14, 2013 from our studio. This is his set from Live on Local Music Show, Justin Walter, uh, featuring Jesse Kramer on drums.
Thank you.